Welcome back to Juxtaposition. I'm Justin and LC, my good brother. We have made it to the final month of December. Well, the final month of the year, which is December. <laughs> is it me or is time moving, bro? Hey, man. Um, 2023 has been real, but uh, it, it's wrapping up swiftly, bro. Um, but all, all as well, this entire year, man, has definitely felt relatively accelerated, especially for, yeah. you know, most people I talk to on a day to day. Everybody's like, man, it. You know, Monday was here, then it was Saturday. You know, it's just mm, like, it's just on repeat, mm. right? But at the same time, this is why we have to appreciate, you know, the small opportunities and moments we have in life. Because you remember how dad used to say, or he still mm. does, you know, time waits for no man, right? It passes mm. real fast. So, you know, for me, at the same time, it's also a reminder <laughs> of how fleeting things are in this life. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, that's true. And I think it's also a reminder that... um we have an opportunity to continue living life the same way we have yeah. or really realize that we have breath, life, strength for a reason, for a purpose. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, but to that point, it's truly a blessing to not only have survived the chaos of these past couple of years, but to, by the grace of God, have flourished despite mm-hmm. the pandemic, inflations, political instability, wars, man, our God is good. Yeah, and I, I don't say this, bro, at the expense of those who have been severely affected. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. heart, but not only my heart, my prayers and my deep condolences do go out to those people. Mm-hmm. And Elsie, as you know, we also have experienced loss, Absolutely. challenging moments. Uh, but again, by the grace of God, we have persevered. And to that point, it really saddens me that some people think that it, this is only possible perseverance it's it's only possible for a, a certain group of preordained people but yeah. you know we all truly have the ability to flourish and to walk on water despite the currents that come our way and how does that happen one might ask it happens by intentionally aligning yourself to the will of god and to the spirit that he has put inside of you yeah. who is listening to my voice to that point when you align yourself and consistently acknowledge his presence within you god's presence fruits of the spirit will be a byproduct of that so when you experience when any of us experience opposition trials temptation challenging people as a result of your intentional walk with christ despite your imperfection you too can experience the fruit that god has made available to us all when when we make ourselves available and friends just like Elsie and I, um, you know, as I said, when you make yourself available, but not only that, when you lean into a community of faith believers, and it could be one, two, three people, but also when you live with intentionality, when you live with sacrifice, getting to know this God, you too will begin to tap into his perfect will for your life. One that produces sweet fruit that won't only impact your life. It will actually overflow and impact the lives of God's people who desperately need to hear what God has placed inside of you. Mm-hmm. And I, I've learned, bro, recently <clears throat> from Prophet Lovey, you know, that's a, a true sign of growth is is not your 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 car and your your promotion and and your and what you're doing in the community per se. A true sign of your growth is is you being in line to God's will and purpose for your life. Um, yeah. Despite whatever life may come, whatever life may bring your way. So 
With all that being said, this episode is entitled The Fruits of the Spirit. And uh, Elsie and I are really excited about this. So uh, yeah. we're going to dive in with Galatians chapter five. Um, and to that point, last week, big shout out to big bro LC for <laughs> that five minute Friday. Um, if you missed it, you're sleeping, you're sleeping, sleeping, sleeping. Please, um, we have the capacity to Google what time the sun goes down and what time our sh- favorite show on 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 bravo comes on so in the same way people of god i know many uh, thank god to my mother who is spreading this word to many of you all but um leverage technology you have an ability to click that link and see the other the other episode so definitely check out that five minute friday that lc led leveraging galatians so I'll start with Galatians 5, chapter 1, for our conversation today around the fruit. And uh, Galatians 5, chapter 1, I'm reading in the ESV, English Standard Version. It says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. So, guys, Christ has set us all free from slavery, you know, and, and, and that slavery that can cause us to attempt to work hard to gain God's approval, mm. keeping a set of rules purely for the purpose of doing it to receive God's blessing, let let alone living a life of bondage to the very things within ourselves that have created so much heartache over the years. If you think about it, we all have made decisions and often those consistent decisions have done more harm than good. And that's why, um, you know, men, I, I believe it's many of us in the faith are as a result of this bondage um, and, and this continuous, continuous cycle. I believe many of us are experiencing this because many truthfully are underdeveloped. And yeah. that's because many of us are seeking God one day a week or mm-hmm. only when we need something. And then we try to leverage this Jesus thing in a way that is, it just wasn't intended to be leveraged in that way. It's not the most optimal way to experience your God who's in heaven here on earth. Yeah. Um, so diving a little, a little bit deeper into Galatians, Galatians was written by, as, as many of us know, the apostle Paul. Um, I'm not a Bible scholar here, but just definitely want to add that context. His desire with this book was to really reinforce the work that Christ has done on the cross to set us free from trying to live a mechanical Christian lifestyle. For example, keeping rules again, for the sake of getting God to do something Mm -hmm. rather, rather than to walk into this free provision, free grace, free mercy that God has made available to us all by the result of Christ's and his sacrifice on Calvary to free us from the deception and the sin that desires to keep us all from God's best. So way back then in the day, um, they had this thing called the Mosaic Law. Um, many of us know uh, know it as the Ten Commandments, and it included those Ten Commandments, but also hundreds of mm-hmm. additional laws. Yeah. And they were intended to show God's people that you know, for one, they didn't know what sin was. So it was to show people what sin was, but simultaneously show people how impossible it was to live this life without Jesus, right? Like we, we just, we're flawed. If you don't think that you are deceiving yourself, we yeah. all are flawed. Yeah. Hence, this is why Christ came to save us. 
And even with being saved, we still fall. We still make mistakes. Mm -hmm. But thanks be to God for his mercy and his grace that even our mistakes cannot separate us from the love and God and grace that God has made available to us all. So um, before we dive deep into the fruits of the spirit, if you find yourself consistently, quote unquote, trying to get it right, consistently trying to do this fill in the blank to keep yourself from going to hell or consistently trying to manufacture a godly nature based on your own discipline, your own tactics, I'm here to highlight that you are doing the heavy lifting that was fulfilled on your behalf on Calvary over 2000 years ago. Christ ushered in a completely new dispensation of grace. And that gives us the ability with our imperfect selves to be led by the Holy Spirit that is available to us all. Mm -hmm. If, big if, we begin the journey of aligning ourselves to him, God, in order to experience the fruit that will be a byproduct of our walk with Christ. So Elsie, knowing that these principles are clearly laid out in the Bible that many of us say we believe in, why do you think so many of us are still in bondage to the slavery that Galatians 1 clearly highlights that we all have been set free from? Well, bro, I think um, for one, you said a lot there that, uh, again, especially from the Galatian standpoint, us being all free from slavery. I think we got to break down what is slavery. Right. And even understanding that. In this case, from a slavery standpoint, it's a choice. It's a choice that we make due to one, our lack of understanding of who God is and even our relationship with him. So if you think about. You know, people actually had this conversation with my wife not too long ago. What does a new Christian, what are they supposed to do once they once they say they believe in Christ? Mm-hmm. That's it. If you believe in Christ, the work that comes from that is going to be you seeking to know this God that you have claimed to accept. Right. And in that, you will start to learn and get the wisdom, get the knowledge. Like, because it's not, as you were saying before, the mechanical things we try to do. For one, I think that comes from religion. That's These are things mm-hmm. that we learn in mm-hmm. church, a lot of us, right? And then secondly, bro, a lot of us, we're not even children of God. We're, we're infants. We have an infantile belief, yeah. right? And, and what I mean by infantile versus childlike, if we think about a baby, what does a baby do? Nothing but just sit there, coo, cry, poop themselves, and cry <laughs> for milk, right? So when you think about that, if we have a babe-like understanding and our reverence for God is only in that babe-like mentality, we're only going to cry when we want something, when we need something, not mm-hmm. even identifying what's actually have happening around us, right? Yeah. And that and that child, that babe-like mindset it actually births our lack of knowledge and our mm-hmm. lack of fear of God. If you think about a baby again, what is a baby actually ever showing that they're afraid of? They mm-hmm. don't really show any fear because they don't know anything. They're they're oblivious, right? And the, the issue is a lot of us are oblivious and choose to still be oblivious, mm-hmm. right? And, and in addition to this, bro, our, our lack of knowledge and our lack of fear of who God is, Bro, that has really been, I believe, the essence of what blinds most of us of understanding our purpose of why we're here, which is why a lot of us find ourselves (laughs) relatively frustrated with everything we experience in life. Like there's Mm. you have you you call yourself a Christian, but you have no testimony. 
You say that you are a believer of the most high God, but you have no testimony. And what do you mean by testimony, bro? What I mean by testimony, I mean by, I mean, being able to be tested with a situation, a challenge, an experience that literally makes you have to, again, juxtapose your reality to search and find where God has given you his promise and has revealed it so that Mm -hmm. when you receive it, when you achieve it, when you walk in it, you can now be an example for somebody else that's literally having a very similar situation. I had a situation in my life take place that I was able to help somebody else without 10 years later. Mm. Mm-hmm. But it was only because I was able to reflect on the test that God allowed me to experience, how he's led me through it, how he guided me through it, how he instructed me through it. Not that I felt good, not that I wanted mm-hmm. to be there, not mm-hmm. that I was hoping to go through that. But if I didn't go through those things, the individual I was able to help 10 years later, I would have never been able to give them any form of assistance. So your God went from words on a page to a real life experience. Yes, Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and and again, this experience was only able to be obtained because I desired to have knowledge of this guy that I serve. So to kind of move on just a little bit, if I looked at uh, Jose four, uh, ch- uh, chapter four, verse six through seven, it says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. My law, my, my, my law will be revealed my will because you, the priestly nation, have rejected knowledge, right? And I just kind of want to stop. Can you there. read that one more time? My people are destroyed from a for lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. My law, where I reveal my will, because you, the priestly nation, have rejected knowledge, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will also reject you from being my priest. So I mm-hmm. just kind of want to stop there real quick because. And I do apologize if it sounded a little confused. I was reading from the Amplified, so I was reading some of that subtext in there. Oh, good. But, but the 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 essence of this statement of God identifying that His people as a whole, a lot of us are destroyed due to a lack of knowledge. Yeah, we're not even trying to to to, <clears throat> to hear differently, right? And this lack of knowledge will cause us all to self create our own understanding of right. Mm. Allowing us to misinterpret the word of God deliberately mm. because it makes us feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So, so what does that sound like? That sounds like when somebody is challenging you with your understanding of who Christ is. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I didn't learn that. Well, mm. I don't really know about none of that. There. Did, did you pick up the book, sis? Did you did you did you pray about any of these things? Have you put yourself in a position? to be trained and taught differently since what you're hearing is so wrong. And and to interject really quickly, I yeah. think this is important. It, it, the reason why it's important to get into the Bible is because you, you realize your vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. So when you realize your vulnerabilities, you don't live in this world of deception like your average person. And we historically... I mean, think of the reason we talked about this before, the people who were the Israelites who were on their way to the promised land, they were a stiff necked people. And as the Bible continues, and as we look at our own lives, we have a propensity or, or, Mm -hmm. or we are vulnerable to be stiff necked. As we like to say, history does repeat itself. Right. So why why would we not believe that if people back then were stiff necked and they didn't it's not like they had technology. It's not like they even had something. We got all this technology information. Yeah. We still deliberately yeah. choose 
to not. Do you know how hard it is to get people to read? Oh, I, I do know. Yes, I don't yes, even yes. like. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm one of them. I hate. I can't. I don't. Stand I don't reading. either. But I read because <laughs> I need to. I need to. Absolutely. I, Absolutely. You are what you eat, what you consume, and I, I'm still in my thunder a little bit later. But I got you. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I'm, I digress. Nah, but no. But to to stay on that point though, a little bit, um, you know, listen to to our guy Prophet Lovey a little earlier, mm-hmm. and one statement <clears throat> that he even made um, that kind of goes into this is that if we know God then we will be driven to please God, mm. right? And, and and I think that to me was very striking yeah. because a lot of us say that we know God, mm-hmm. but what actions can we say that we can identify within ourselves that are being done to be pleasing with God, not mm. be accepted into heaven, as you were stating earlier, not mm-hmm. to keep us from going to hell, mm-hmm. as you talked about earlier, but actually mm-hmm. driving the purpose of which he's ordained us to be here, right? So right. to move on a little bit, if we were... If we were really men and women of God, mm-hmm. then our actions and our deeds, uh, it, it, it would show preparation for our father's return home. And, and I want yeah. to kind of break it down like this. Like when we were kids, and I'll speak for you and me, Jay, mm-hmm. like when we mm-hmm. were kids, we knew before our parents came home, the house better be clean, right? Like mom, for dad, sure. go home. That Especially house, dad. Man. Especially <laughs> dad, dude, man. He run his finger against the wall, dust, just ridiculous Mr. stuff, right? Clean but, himself. Right. But at the same time, when we went through those acts, because of our reverence for mm-hmm. our home, yeah. our, our our respect for our parents, we took pride of performing these actions. I don't recall getting an allowance. Maybe we got a dollar here too. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, us being able to be there was enough. Yes, right? it was. I didn't, we didn't need no, additional didn't. incentive, right? Nope. And that doesn't mean that we did it perfect or we did it right. Of course. But at the same time, when we did make those mistakes, when we mm-hmm. didn't clean it the proper way, mm-hmm. we still try to put ourselves in a position to learn. Sure. May not have always been eager to learn. Yep, May yep. not have always wanted to learn, but we still had to learn to do it better and put that into practice, right? Mm-hmm. And it, what baffles me, bro, is that as adults, mm-hmm. we get to this stage where, oh, the good deeds I did that made me feel good. Mm-hmm. That that must have been from God, even though <laughs> not one time did you ever consult, pray, ask him about what you were doing. You you really were doing something that, again made you feel good. Talk about it, but it didn't benefit, and there was no reverence mm-hmm. for anything or anyone outside of yourself, right? And mm-hmm. you know, and I could just kind of slide to a quick example, real quick. Okay, um, if we was to go to First Corinthians, chapter two, verse fourteen, mm-hmm. but the natural, unbelieving man does not accept the things, the teachings and revelations of the spirit of God, Mm -hmm. for they are foolish, absurd and Mm -hmm. illogical to him and his and and is incapable of understanding them because they are spiritually discerned and and accepted. Mm -hmm. And he is unqualified to judge spiritual matters. Mm -hmm. But the spiritual man, Mm -hmm. the spiritually mature Christian, Mm-hmm. judges all things mm-hmm. questions examines mm-hmm. and applies mm-hmm. what the holy spirit reveals yet is himself judged by no one mm-hmm. the unbeliever cannot judge and understand the believer's spiritual nature yeah and that to me was such a striking statement because the challenge that most of us have even with the message like this is that Christianity ain't about your comfortability. It's not. Right? It, it, it has nothing to do with that. And, and more, more so your, your logic, your, your, your assumptions, your desire to even reject teachings that you don't understand, mm-hmm. that shows that you're not willing to do what's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we don't understand that 
since Christianity is not about our comfortability, but about our development mm-hmm. for the purpose of serving the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. during and after this life mm-hmm. is over. Because mm-hmm. again, I think sometimes we act like we ain't going to die. Right. Uh, the, the, the reality <laughs> is, is that this human experience that we all have, bro, it, it blinds us to following demonic plagues yeah. that keep society as a whole in bondage. And, and again, yeah. what this looks like, I love, you know, we love bringing up these examples. You know, it's that, Look how dope my life is on IG, mm. even though on the surface I'm dead on the inside. Right, right. Every TV show that 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 is that is trending right now that you consume your mm-hmm. thirty hours a week on mm-hmm. is the real something or whatever. Mm-hmm. Somebody fighting, cussing folks out, dragging wig units off the just a hot <laughs> mess. You know what I'm saying? Or, 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 you know, we over here listening to these songs about heartbreak and drama. And, you know, you could just feel it in your chest. You just screaming out. You know, I, I heard this one thing. Is this uh this girl one time she said, you know, Keisha Cole, for example. Mm-hmm. She said, I love her music. Mm-hmm. But I only want to hear her when she's depressed. Oh, I was wow. like, what? Wow. She was like, well, that's when she make her best music, when she mm-hmm. depressed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the reality is, dude, like, we don't even understand. Lord help us. That that's the fruit we we digest. We we digesting depression. Mm-mm. That's what makes us feel good. Digesting somebody else's depression. And wonder right? why we crazy. Don't make no sense. I, I also even heard a guy I knew from a few years ago. <clears throat> he was like, you know, bro. He said I like watching shows of drama because personally, I don't like drama in my own life. So I'd rather watch somebody else's drama. Mm. And, and, and bro, the fact. And here's the thing, dude. I'm guilty watching a lot of these shows and stuff like. We I, all I, have. I, I, we like, all I've have. definitely consumed that, right? And but the thing is, though, the fact still remains that when we consume and digest so much toxicity without realizing how much it dilutes the very spiritual nature that you've been describing earlier. That part. We consume all this garbage, bro, to the point that we start to become the star of our own dramatic reality show, not even realizing it, mm-hmm. right? And here's when we start to realize it, though when the pressure of life starts to mount up on you, mm. when your bad acts start to be exposed, mm. now all of a sudden you want to run to the church and fall on somebody's altar, crying mm. out, God save me, help a mm. brother out. I didn't mean to. I ain't really know. And, and here's the thing. What we're really trying to do is really avoid that, that soul-crushing statement that we've mentioned in, in, in previous episodes, that mm. Matthew chapter 7, verse 23. Ooh, ooh. The and I will declare again. This is Jesus speaking, and Ouch. then I will declare to them publicly. He ain't gonna do this in the corner, he's gonna show you out in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. I never knew you, right? Depart from me, you are banished from my presence, you who acted wickedly, discarding my commands. Mm. And again, bro, to Go back and to pause real quick. It's not because you made a mistake and because, you know, you're fighting to, you know, uh, mature and grace and and you're still in the spiritual warfare. We all are in the spiritual warfare. As I mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier, we all gonna make some mistakes, but there's a difference when you choose to just live this life according to your own rules. And like deliberately like, like, okay, that, that stuff sounds good. However, I want to like that. Correct. That's the difference. Foolishness. that's exactly that's the foolishness. And, and like I was saying, bro, to to get back to your your question, a lot of our fellow brothers and sisters. Even I found myself personally mm-hmm. in states of bondage because mm-hmm. we be operating sometimes this Christ life like a health fat. I know for myself, that's how I used to operate. Like mm-hmm. like like this was a keto diet or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just got to follow these five steps and mm-hmm. I'm going to wind up losing weight for Jesus. Like, 
<laughs> no, boy. <laughs> you, you, you remember my story. I, I read the Bible and I felt good. I said, Lord, I did it. I, I yeah. felt like I was accomplished. I said, I read the Bible. The Bible is read. And Lord Jesus, he looking at me like, and, 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 and now what? And you, you want to pat yourself on the back? Yo, yo, it's crazy. And and this is the this is the thing. These are this is that mechanical stuff that we're talking about. Because yes. to your point, if I read the Bible and just stopped, then yeah, that's the mechanics of it, right? Correct. And and, and what? Yeah, now what? And this it's is a byproduct. Where, this is where I struggle, though, bro. With some folks that say that it's hard to pray, it's hard to acknowledge God because you know, again, their lives are so busy. They got Zoom meetings for work. Mm-hmm. You know, let's not forget about the little bookie boo baby kids. They got <laughs> you know soccer practice and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And of course, you know, we got bills. So you know, three minutes. You know, for us to acknowledge God's presence, you know, just say hi, you know, sometimes apparently seems really hard for us. Right. Yeah. And and it's crazy because I say sarcastic like that, because on one hand, we can identify mm-hmm. who God is in our life, but yet not make any time of provision for him. So it's it's perplexing to me. Right. It is. And, and And, you know, this is where I get back to how can we understand <clears throat> the fruit of what we're not only consuming, but producing based on our actions. If again, we're not doing the hard work, mm-hmm. which again, I kind of iterated in second Corinthians chapter two, verse 15, examining, mm-hmm. questioning and applying the things that the Holy spirit uh, allows us to, because again, bro, that mechanical Christian out that that's opposite. Mechanical Christianity is not going to allow you to examine or apply anything that the Holy spirit tells you. Right. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, it calls you to test certain aspects of your life. That's the difference between mechanical Christianity and testing the fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Mechanical Christianity, I, I, I'm, I'm turning the key to the car. The car better start. Yep. Right. Versus I am testing the thing, searching for mm-hmm. where God's grace is in every aspect of my life, mm-hmm. allowing me to be free from bondage and eliminating my illusion of freedom. Mm-hmm. So again, you can't say that you believe certain things What if you're not willing to put this to test mm-hmm. or even find it relevant in your life. I know I said a lot, bro, but no, was... but I mean, and, and you know, I was eating it all up. And, and, and the reason why is because we we were the mechanical Christians at one point. Yeah. And, that's, and, and yeah. I hope those who are listening to us do not take there's no condemnation in Christ. No, let, no. Let, and we've said this before. Right. So if your flesh is is having a bit of a struggle right now. It's highlighting opportunity. There you go. That's all. There you That's go. That's all. And guess what? We're, we're, we're so blessed to serve a gracious God who, who gives you another day to take advantage of that opportunity. That's all. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and I, I wanted to keep keep us going uh, just so that we don't hold folks for, for too, too long. Although this is this is this is worth that you know you, we could spend time on netflix and chilling and let's you know spend time mm-hmm. to, to feed the spirit but let's jump into galatians 5 chapter 13 i'm gonna jump down because i want to kind of get closer um you know to to the fruits of the spirit component hence why we're here today but before we get into the meat galatians 5 13 uh through 15 says for you were called to freedom brothers only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Verse 14, for the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself, but if you bite and devour one another, watch out 
that you are not consumed by one another. Mm. So this passage makes it incredibly clear, but I want to underscore that this freedom in Christ that he has made available to us, it does not give us an excuse or as many people say, a license to sin um, because Jesus died for our sins. While our sins have been dealt with from an eternal perspective, uh, they have immense impacts in this life that we're living. Like the old folks used to say, if you lie down with dogs, you're going to get up with fleas. Mm -hmm. That emotional stronghold, sometimes that sickness, that financial debt, sometimes that troubled relationship or even failed career, in many cases can be a result of us using this freedom inappropriately. So I want to underscore that while God has made you know, his perfect will available to us all, many of us are leaning into his provisional will. And we'll talk a little bit more about that versus his perfect will. But anyway, God may have not wanted you to go through that heartache or join yourself in that relationship with that fine Southern belle who had it all together on paper or Mm. even buy that house that you truly couldn't afford because you were empty inside, but looking for something on the outside to validate who you are. Mm. And bro, I would personally love for you to speak to why we as Christians misuse this freedom, yet we still expect God to be God, answer our prayers, bless us, open doors, all the while we are saved by grace and we are consistently using this freedom for the very things that are intended to destroy us. You know, again, bro, this goes back to that childlike analogy, right? So if I was to use an analogy for this, it would be my oldest son, right? I give him the keys to my car. Mm. But that does not give him the right to go wherever he pleases, right? There, there's a form of communication. There's a form of respect that has to take place. Me giving my child access to my vehicle, for one, is showing him a form of respect mm-hmm. and acknowledging of his maturity, right? So mm-hmm. even the same thing with God with us. He gives us what? Free will. So mm-hmm. that, 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 that's a form of this, right? And now the thing is, though, for my son, it's on him mm-hmm. to represent what I've blessed him with. Not so that he can always get the car, but... So that as he continues to grow, the access to all that I have becomes a lot easier mm-hmm. for him to obtain, right? Mm-hmm. Because he has demonstrated, he has mm-hmm. shown through his maturing actions, he has followed my counsel, mm-hmm. right? He could be trusted. And, and with that, he can be an example yeah. for siblings, yeah. right? Now, his siblings understand how the importance of maturing because, like I said before, you know, a child will always want to ask for something, but only a mature child mm-hmm. can respect what he or she is asking for. Yeah. And, and so to go back to that freedom thing, you know, this is just like, you know, me, I'm an adult, I'm a, I'm a grown man. Mm-hmm. I have my own, my own bills. I can do what I want as, as you know, society will have it. And mm-hmm. here's the thing, just because I can drink, it doesn't give me the right to have a big behind bottle of Henny right in front of my kids just right. taking shots, you know, because it's a Tuesday. Talk about, well, I'm grown. Mm-hmm. You know, last I checked, you know, I can do what I want because the, the reality is there's a lot of childlike adults running around. So that that statement in itself is really mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. I know that's probably not the season with grace, but I think that statement is relatively yeah. flawed, yeah. Um, you know, because, well, if I'm grown. If that's my statement, if that's my justification for mm-hmm. my actions, all that's going to show is my spiritual ignorance. Yeah, My spiritual ignorance for the impact that I may be having on my kids because yeah. at the end of the day, it's all about me. So who cares, right? Right. You know, and and, and the, the thing about freedom that we have misinterpreted, especially in this 
country that we live in, mm-hmm. freedom is not the same as entitlement. Yeah. Right. And 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 yet that's how we operate. Like we're supposed to be allowed to conduct ourselves a certain way because, you know, we are we are a child of the most high God. Mm-hmm. Yet you're arrogant and you refuse to change. You mm-hmm. still think about ways that you used to act when you were 10. You know, everything that happens to you is always full of offense. You you have no area of opportunity that you make to examine these mm-hmm. very things that we're discussing, mm-hmm. but you're grown, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, that just, it's very cynical when we have that type of mindset that we don't even pay attention to. Yeah, yeah. And I, I bro, I, I couldn't have said it better. Um, <sighs> brother, as you have mentioned, you know, our flesh truly in essence does desire to leverage that freedom to keep us in bondage again and again and again. And take a very close look at your life. Those of you who who hear my voice, take a very close look at your life and allow my words to make sense for your current situation. The messes that many of us have been in, or some of us are in today, um, they have been flesh led. For example, I'll use myself being in years of credit card debt because I had a spirit of greed, or as mom would say, I had a spirit of a need it, love it, gotta have it. (laughs) I chose to make that decision throughout my early 20s, and I had to deal with the consequences, spending years crawling out of that hole of debt. But I digress, because I know that ain't none of y'all issue. Um, (laughs) You know, so as we make a conscious decision, heavy on the (laughs) conscious decision, We don't have to play this church game. And I call it a game because many folks are playing church in order to get what God has freely made available to us. Yeah. But as we make ourselves available to godly wisdom, teaching, devotionals, Bible reading, we begin to nurture the spirit that is within us. So those of you who are married out there, think of your husband or your wife. And, and, and I'll use the ladies, for example, you, Mrs., who, who's out there listening to me, um, think of how your once upon a time Prince Charming year, years ago, he romanced you. He nurtured something in you that resulted in fruit, love. Yeah, he may have been attractive, may have had a good job, but his nurturing, his actions, his time spent with you, it developed something that mm-hmm. yielded results mm-hmm. in the very same way, people of God. As we nurture our relationship with our creator, God, Jehovah Jireh, we begin to develop fruit that is very obvious in our life. It's not an act. It's Mm -hmm. not self-led deception. It's not something that only changes your life. It changes others. But before Mm -hmm. we get really into the the, the fruit fruit that I really want to talk about, bro, do you mind walking us through Galatians 16 and 17? I think you, given your maturity, your career, your family, your life experiences, I think you can really speak to this from a very unique perspective um, and really illuminate this warfare that we all are subject to that actually seeks to stop us from exhibiting and experiencing the fruit that could be manifested in all of our lives. Now, I uh, I appreciate you uh, believing that I can break that down like this. And I think, <laughs> well, the re- reality is I was going to say that at the end of the day, through some of the tests that I've had to experience, I think yeah. some of this has become made clearer. And again, that's what this life is about, right? Yeah. Allowing us to juxtapose things. So Galatians 5, uh, verse 16 through 17. But I say, walk habitually, make mm-hmm. it a habit mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit. Seek him. 
and be responsive to his guidance. Mm -hmm. And then you will certainly not carry out the desires of the sinful nature, which mm -hmm. responds impulsively without regard for God or his precepts, precepts, excuse me, mm -hmm. for the sinful nature has its desires, which is opposed to the spirit and the desire of the spirit opposed to the sinful nature mm -hmm. for these two, for these two, the sinful nature and the spirit are in direct opposition of each mm -hmm. other, continually in conflict, mm -hmm. so that you as believers do not always do whatever you want to do. Yeah. So this is juxtaposing one on one. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Frankly, I mean, outside of looking at Ephesians six, so about the armor of God. Yeah, yeah. Th th this is this is in lockstep with that, right? And as a father, mm -hmm. as a husband, as a just a man trying to survive in this day and age, this has been a really hard pill at times to swallow because, again, we see things so much from our natural perspective that the desire to oppose it so that the spirit can reign true. It's almost hard, right? It's that, mm -hmm. it's that giving the man the other, you get slapped the one cheek, give him the other one, mm -hmm. right? That, 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 mm -hmm. That's such a flawed reality in our in our current life we don't know how to do that unless somebody slap me one cheek i'm gonna give them the other yes that mm -hmm. is that is that is what grace actually looks like we yeah. we don't understand we want to accept this grace this mercy this wisdom and these blessings from our father but we don't understand the continued conflict that we will have by having to oppose our very innate desires to do the opposite and again mm -hmm. Let's look at what it said. Our responses when we are impulsive, mm -hmm. when we're not thinking about anybody but ourselves, we're not thinking about how this may impact my husband. I'm not thinking about how this is going to impact my wife. I'm not thinking mm -hmm. about how this is going to impact my career. Mm -hmm. that, that That's saying something, right? And mm -hmm. you got, we have to stop allowing what we see and feel to dictate how we respond. Definitely. Because how you respond will tell a lot mm -hmm. about not only the fruit that you're digesting, but the fruit that you're actually sharing with others. Mm -hmm. So one of my questions for the audience is what are you sharing? Mm -hmm. And this needs to be a question that you ask yourself daily, because here's the thing, just from a short example, are you sharing bitterness or joy? Mm -hmm. Are you fostering structure <clears throat> or chaos? What fruit are you producing? And, and I want to underscore for those who are like, y'all are, reading me for filth i feel devastated i don't know where to start like i just feel like i don't know somebody in my spirit is just like devastated right now my thing is it's like the gym so mm -hmm. when you begin when you first get in the gym it, it's also a very devastating experience i threw up every day but I, months. And, I, and i've seen months it, right in the months. flesh and this was a man in the military at that and you eventually get to the point where you can lift heavier weight because something within you is now developed mm -hmm. and, and the process doesn't ever end. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so I want to just reinforce that this is not something that you have to manufacture. Mm -hmm. It requires intentionality. And with that intentionality, fruit is, is a byproduct. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure I, I kind of call that out, but 
we all, regardless of what we have going on in our life, we all will be confronted with the things that seek to limit the fruit that was intended for us to experience in this life that God has made available for us while also leaving an impact in this world beyond just a name, a business, evidence of worldly success. A few years after we leave, whether we want to believe it or not, we will be an afterthought. And I think that's why, LC, you're, you're highlighting that we can't get caught up in ourselves. We have yeah. to think about, like, what, what, what legacy am I actually leaving? Like, what work am I actually doing for God's will? Mm -hmm. Am I actually growing outside of my income and my cars and the things that are going to fade away? Or am, I, or am I leaving an impact that's going to please my father? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, let's wrap up um, and, and with, with the part I'm excited for, which is why we're here, <laughs> fruits of the spirit. So Galatians 5, verse 22 through 25. So it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. And yes, those Bible scholars, I know some of y'all are devastated right now because I didn't talk about the, the uh, works of the flesh is coming. <laughs> Trust me, we did, we did, we're taking one, one day at a time, one, one podcast at a time. <laughs> So um, I want to tap into, some of y'all have heard before, my spiritual grandfather who does not know I exist. I want to tap into Tony Evans, um, his commentary. All of you, I definitely recommend you get a commentary. It just helps make things make sense, particularly one that's from a trusted uh, leader in the faith. So Tony Evans says, the fruit, of the, the fruit of the spirit is something that is produced through you by the spirit as you respond to his urgings. And fruit mm. always bears the character of the tree that produces it. So, guys, in short, you can't be a short-tempered, mean person and expect to produce the spirit of love and kindness. You, you, you ever wonder why it's so hard to be loving and kindness? It's because you're not doing, you're not, you're not moving along with the spirit. You're, you're, you're moving along with the flesh. Keep in mind, the flesh and the spirit, they're opposing each other. And if you're not intentionally doing what needs to be done, the math ain't going math. Right. Tony Evans also goes on to say, being led by the spirit is like following the lead of a dance partner. You're moving, but you do so in response to what the spirit mm -hmm. is doing. So if I may use myself as an example, I'm historically an insanely impatient person. God is still working on a brother. <laughs> and I may or may not be a byproduct of the tree that produced me, but I'm not here to tell nobody else's business besides my own. <laughs> I digress. Um, so as I have learned to study God's word, watch sermons by trusted leaders, and then do my own studying to make sure it all is making sense, then reading devotionals and, and, and doing things that make this God thing tangible eventually my spirit begun to tug on me and make it very clear that I, for example, I need to chill out and lean into gentleness. And I want to make it clear, like God, the spirit will not force you. Your will is free to choose. Yep. Just like those children of yours. Yep. And uh, if you're satisfied with your life, with the legacy that you believe you're going to leave, this conversation, you know, or even, excuse me, and the conversation that you will have with your Heavenly Father after your chapter, chapter on this earth closes, 
perhaps you don't see any value in my words. So, big bro, I'm going to call you in one more time for reinforcement. <laughs> I need you to, you know, send us home with some rich, meaty words that we should all be taking away from this substantive conversation. Well, I, I, one thing I do want to go back to that you said, talking about our, our free will um, mm-hmm. and, and having it just like our, our children. I, I think as a parent, most of us can probably say our kids don't always follow exactly what we hope that they would the way that we thought they would. And we know how that kind of feels. So, I mean, let's apply that to ourselves. Right. And, and mm-hmm. frankly, for that to happen, we got to be humble because, like you said, when this life is over, we mm-hmm. will all give an account for what we did. And not only what we did, but what we did not do, right? Yes. You, you, you know when you should be having the spirit of forgiveness. So operate in it. Yep. Stop choosing to justify otherwise. We, we, we just have to stop allowing our lack of accountability for our actions, mm-hmm. our, our lack of desire to turn away from. Uh, our our stubbornness, like we have to take accountability for that and remove that from ourselves. Because mm-hmm. if not, this fruit that we're talking about, all it's going to do is corrode other people, and mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. other people will be literally sucking on the sour grapes that you're producing because mm-hmm. of again your attitude, your mm-hmm. mindset, your religious thinking. You just happen to be right, or again, you don't see it that way, guys. Mm-hmm. I want everyone everyone that hears me right now to make these points you are here to produce fruit of some kind so what i would like for us all do is when you have an opportunity today or tomorrow sit down with a spouse or a friend and i want you guys to take a time to kind of reflect make a building exercise out of this sit in Mm -hmm. your living room or your bedroom judgment-free you know unfiltered conversation zone mm-hmm. and, and then we're gonna we're gonna ask about the production of healthy fruit in our lives so one mm-hmm. is, so i got two questions i want everybody to ask somebody for themselves first question is going to be what fruit can i work on identifying to produce and mm-hmm. one thing i'll use myself for an example my wife has talked to me about my tone my children mm-hmm. she's like hey I, I get it you're you know you're you're being dad but do you have to use that tone mm-hmm. i don't want our kids thinking that you're angry like that that's a, a piece of fruit that I need to work on identifying, producing better, right? Operating in the and that spirit. sounds that sounds like patience, as as we keep it keep Absolutely. it in line with the yeah. scripture. Sounds like yeah. you know patience. Yep, peace, hundred percent, kindness, hundred percent, hundred percent, or or even operating in the spirit of joy. Some people don't yeah. even understand what that means, but that's a maybe that's a fruit that you should be identifying to produce. Mm-hmm. And then second mm-hmm. question. What is currently taking place in your life right now mm-hmm. where there's evidence of God's fruit that's available? Mm-hmm. It's clear evidence, right? Because like you <clears throat> said, Jay, it's not the manufacturer. And then secondly, how are you sharing that fruit with others? I love this. This is this is real relationship. Um beyond going through the ebbs and flows of life and talking about things that really won't matter in 10 years. Um, I, I really think we need to do more of these exercises. So bro, really quickly, can you repeat, repeat it for the people in the back? Okay. So the first one is you're asking the question of your partner, what fruit or even a friend or right? friend, a friend, yeah, or a friend, sibling, right? What fruit can I work on identifying to produce is the first question. Mm-hmm. And then the second is what is currently taking place in your life where the evidence of God's fruit is available. And how are you sharing it with others? 
And I would say before, some of you may not even feel comfortable talking to someone because you you may be honest enough with yourself and say, hey, I don't know that I consistently am exhibiting any of these fruit. But mm. again, this yields the opportunity for you to, to identify where you actually really are in your walk with Christ so that you don't walk around deceived thinking you're exactly you have something that you don't. Exactly. But um, I also want to, and I I spoke to this a little bit earlier, and we've we've we, we we've said it a bit, but I want to reinforce: we are what we eat. We cannot expect to eat rotten fruit consistently. Drama, social media, reality TV, our own thoughts that are influenced by the pit of hell. In many cases, <laughs> we, we we can't expect to consistently eat that stuff and have the same experience of sweet, fresh fruit. These characteristics are enabled when we lend ourselves to the Holy Spirit. And as we intentionally do things that will help us learn and help us grow. So family, um, you know, we're approaching Christmas and I think this is a time for us and not even just Christmas, like obviously we wanna give thanks uh, for, for Christmas, but it's, it, we're approaching the new year. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it's time to realize that, hey, I can either repeat the same year over and over and just, mm-hmm. you know, change, change my, my hair color and, and gain yeah. a few pounds, or I can do what's required for me to live the life that God has called me to. Amen. But um, we'll see you next Friday. Next Friday. Don't, 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 don't make excuses. Pull up and get hey. ready. And drop Go some ahead. comments too. I would say drop some comments about these questions, y'all. Yeah, drop, feel, let, feel, let, 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 interact. Let me know if these questions hit or not. If we gotta go deep with the questions, let me know. Be more yeah. than happy to make it happen. And I just heard somebody say, "What? Where? Where can I do that? Go on your Spotify app. Look at the thing. You'll see a question and answer. You'll be able to, you know, interact with us there. But, but friends, we'll see you next uh, next Friday. And until next time, this is Juxtaposition. <laughs>